Which is worse, going to school sick or writing subplans? Welcome to episode 19 of Primary Paradise Teaching. Three easy subplan tips to make your life easier. We've all been there. You wake up feeling under the weather, but the thought of writing subplans forces you out of bed and off to school. Once I realized there was a better way, I could roll over and go back to sleep if I woke up and I was sick. So here are my three tips that will hopefully make your subplanning much, much easier so you don't have to drag yourself to school when you're sick. As well as teaching first and second grade, I've subbed in every grade from pre-K to eighth grade, and that experience taught me a few things about how to make it an easy experience for your students, your sub, and yourself. So let's dive right in. Number one, create a sub binder with all important information in one place. I kept my sub binder on the shelf behind my guided reading table where I spent much of my time as I didn't use a teacher desk. And my grade partners all knew where it was. My students did as well. That way, even on days I was unexpectedly out, it was easy to find. Compiling a sub binder might sound like a lot of work, but it really doesn't need to be. I only had about seven to eight pages in mine, and it took about an hour to compile. Here's what I included, and I recommend you include as well. One, a class list. Be sure to keep this up to date. Two, morning procedures. Break these down into what the kids should be doing and what the sub needs to do. Three, daily procedures such as jobs, pencils, how to get students quiet, and how students are expected to get the sub's attention. Number four, behavior management information. This makes life so much easier for the sub to have it spelled out. Number five, daily schedules and your special schedule. Number six, emergency sub plans. I'll go more into detail on this one in a bit. Number seven, emergency procedure information. It never fails that there's a fire drill when you have a sub, so make sure they know what to do. That's it. Putting all of that information in one place will save you a ton of time, and it will be really helpful for your sub because they'll know exactly how things work in your classroom. So take an hour, pull these things together, let your grade partners and your students know where it is, and your future sick self Well, thank you. Number two, have a consistent morning routine with procedures and morning work for your students to do on their own. When I was working in a school as an in-school sub, I often was thrown into a classroom as students were already arriving, which obviously can be a little chaotic. I often found myself quickly trying to read through sub plans and looking around the room for a clue as to what these little kiddos or sometimes big kiddos were supposed to be doing. So one thing in my own classroom that was incredibly helpful was my morning routine, which I also included in my sub binder. My students knew that they were expected to come in quietly, hang up their things, move their clip to show that they were present, grab two pencils, sit down, and take out their folder and begin their morning work. I was told many times by my substitutes that those first few minutes were so helpful to them because the students were so independent and it gave them a chance to get acclimated. My students always loved that no matter what, they knew to come in, take out their morning work, do the section for that day, and then they could read a book or do another early finisher activity. Since my morning routine was consistent, it always made morning smooth, whether I was there or not. 
Number three, create plans using activities and skills that you'll be reviewing all year long. Let's face it, when you have a substitute, they're just not you. They'll often take much longer or much shorter to complete tasks, and certain skills might not get the attention they need. This is not the fault of the substitute, it's just the nature of our job and the personal touches that we each add. So, my solution to this, and also a huge sanity saver, was to make very generic plans that someone could step in and complete at the drop of a hat. I typically included a one-page summary of the activities and expectations followed by any copies already made and ready to go. I also highly recommend keeping a plastic sleeve at the end of your subbinder with master copies of everything. That way, if they get used up, the sub could make copies if they needed to. Here are some examples of what I included for each subject. Writing. For writing, I simply gave a list of writing prompts that the sub could pick from, had them review our classroom writing expectations, and then had students write in their writer's workshop journal. When they finished, they got to share their story with a friend. Easy peasy for the sub, and students can always, always use extra writing practice. I'd also include seasonal writing activities that could be used if the sub felt like going above and beyond, and they had some extra time. It's always great to have something a little extra just in case there's a little extra time left over. Reading. My reading plans had my sub pick any fiction book from my classroom library. Students would use a printable to make a prediction before the story and then complete a story map after the story. The beauty of this is that the students can do this a few times throughout the year with different books. It practices important comprehension skills and it's easy enough for students to do independently. I always encouraged my subs to read as many picture books as they wanted to my students if they had extra time. Math. For my math sub plans, I would take those extra practice sheets that we didn't get through throughout the year and staple them into packets. I'd pick skills that could be reviewed over and over, addition, subtractions, skip counting, etc. And I would pick the sheets that were fun and simple. Add and color by number, just add dice sheets, and so on. And since they were fun practice sheets, my students always loved it. Because all of my activities were from my activities by the standards resources, they were standards-based as well. Is this the best math lesson and practice ever? No. Did it mean that I could be out on short notice and my students would still be practicing valuable skills? Yes. Science and social studies. Lastly, my school was lucky enough to receive a subscription to Scholastic News. We would get four different magazines in class sets each month, and we never were able to get to all of them. So I kept the sets we didn't get to, and then when I had a substitute, my students would read them in pairs, complete the activities, and then complete a journal about what they learned. Easy peasy. All in all, I found using these three tips to make sub planning so much easier, and I found the days I was at home sick or with my children who were sick to be much smoother. I hope that implementing these brings success to your classroom. Of course, for times I knew I'd be out ahead of time, I would prepare more in-depth lessons and activities, but in a pinch, these worked perfectly and I no longer had to drag myself into school when I was really feeling terrible.